Hey everybody and welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Hi Lily. Hi Sam, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, although I'm looking out of the window and it's a bit rainy. I know, we always start with a weather check, don't we, every we Wednesday? Do. <laughs> Even though it's a different day to when people will be listening to this, but we have to yeah. let you know how we're Fingers feeling. Fingers crossed, it's... it'll be it sunny you... by the time you're hearing this, <laughs> listeners. Yes, um, we keep saying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully our special guest this week as well will bring some brightness and sunshine <laughs> um so uh she won celebrity master chef in 2010 um and now is all about cooking uh you may have seen her on your tellies um she is the other half of john Turoad and john and lisa's weekend kitchen and she recently uh, a couple of years ago brought out a very touching book about her journey to motherhood so we have got lisa faulkner with us today hi lisa hi there how are you doing? Yeah, good. Rainy. From rainy, rainy, rain, rainsville. But apart from that, all good. <laughs> know, it's like flooding central everywhere. It's it's scary, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. where are you based at the moment? I'm in North London. And how has lockdown been for you? It feels like we always have to say, how are you? And it's the very British thing to go, yeah, you oh, know, okay. all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's yeah. been nearly a year now, so how how has that been for you? Do you know what? I think that you probably have heard this from everyone, that this is the worst lockdown out of all of them. Agreed. I think there is something about the first one where it was almost a bit of a novel thing where it, we didn't quite realise how long it was going to go on for. Mm-hmm. And we dealt with it and, you know, I said to John, let's cook every day and we did a video every day and then... By this lockdown, it's been so hard. Yeah. And most of the time, apart from the dog walk that I do every day um, and yoga that I do, I'm on the sofa watching Netflix. Yeah. I mean, actually, I've got I've got work and stuff as well, but it just yeah, feels too. like I've I've really wrung Netflix dry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, my my sister said that the other day. She's like, we've watched everything. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Well, everything. She's like, yeah, literally everything. I think these TV uh, companies need to step up. And, I know, and, and it's really funny. More. You just meet people. Like, I met my neighbour out for a walk on a walk the other day, and she. All we have to talk about is the weather, food, yeah. or what we're watching on telly. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, Lily and I talk about food quite a lot. Well, we did anyway, and now it's like, so what are you going to have for dinner? What are you having for yeah. dinner today? So, uh, or you know, what what game changer lunch have we got this week that's gonna you know create some inspiration for people yeah. but that's luckily that's what you're doing for us as well Lisa so that's, um, <laughs> so that's good but I do agree we were so proactive in lockdown one um you know just trying just trying to do the best for the kids as well and you know cooking like we're gonna embrace this we're gonna cook everything from scratch try new ingredients try everything look after our well-being go for regular walks which we still yeah. do um but yeah it feels very different but there is yeah. hope <laughs> there is hope there is hope and i yeah. guess for someone that uh normally would be on set a lot you know traveling around quite a lot it must have had a massive impact in your daily routine and just kind of how your yeah. brain works so were you like many where at the start you were like oh this is a nice breather and then hmm but now that's kind of gone. Yeah, I mean, it was a breather in the fact that 
loads of things got cancelled and all our food shows got cancelled and the live food shows that we do all through the summer everything went mm. but we did manage to film john john and lisa's weekend kitchen our tv show with social distancing with us like a really minimal crew um <clears throat> but apart from that what i've felt was that i was just doing stuff in my kitchen so the whole of my work has now turned into my kitchen is now my studio mm. i film it with a little tripod camera and i mean my phone on a on a tripod i've got a ring light and that's it and then i sort of stick it all together in iMovie and it's you know it's just been really that's the hard thing is that I don't leave the house now at all mm. and I'm mm. I am cooking recipes for you know all things that are different jobs that I do but they're all in my kitchen and I love my house and I feel very blessed but at the same time I cannot wait to go to a studio and have somebody else help me do it because you're just you know I'm prepping and I'm doing hero shots of the food plus ones that come out so you can see it halfway through and it just becomes You're doing this the whole, whole production side of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's um you you mentioned yoga in there as well. So we 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 obviously we talk about well being in in broader sense of, you know, food, sleep, nutrition, um, and fitness. Is yoga something that you've you've taken up recently or is it something no that you yoga started? i started yoga 20 my niece is now 20 yeah 20 years ago wow um and i absolutely fell in love with it i just mm. it was the only thing that i've ever done like sporty no yeah. it's not sporty but you know what i mean that yeah. I, I sort of keep fit routine that i loved and it was because it was not about it was everything. It was my head. My actually, it's been so good for my mind. And without mm-hmm. yoga, I don't know where I'd be. And I've come and gone back to it. There have been times in my life that I haven't done it religiously, but it's always been the thing that I've come back to. I love that it keeps my body moving. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I roll out of bed, my sister's a yoga teacher and she does classes like she does a 45 minute class on a Saturday. <laughs> and I literally roll out of bed in my pajamas and just roll my mat out and just do it and I think that's what's lovely about about yoga is you don't need you don't need anything you just need your mat yeah and you've talked quite openly in the past about um challenges with uh, fertility um and you you bought a book out recently which um it basically encompasses your story about um the challenges that you faced how you've overcome them how you've sort of you know really focused on your own well-being and I suppose you know yoga being a part of that I assume um could you tell us a bit more about that part of your life because we have a lot of members who will will really relate yeah I mean I think it was I've I sort of wanted to bring a book out because I had this story that was about it was not about my daughter it was about me it was about it was it's called meant to be and it was my journey to motherhood really because I had you know you sort of meet somebody you think like this is the guy that I'm gonna have babies with Mm -hmm. and you get married and then you start trying to have babies and basically it was I had suffered I'd had an ectopic pregnancy um 
found out I was pregnant and then had an ectopic and it was just horrific Mm -hmm. and nobody had explained to me what that was so you know I was in hospital hearing the word pregnant and thinking that uh, pregnancy and thinking it was Mm -hmm. okay and of course it wasn't Um, and then after that I lost a tube and so had to I had loads of fertility treatment I had four rounds of three and a half rounds of IVF I'd done sort of other things beforehand I can't remember what it's called, IUI, um, and then we did I, IVF, and um, yeah, completely didn't work, used up all my savings, and mm. um, and then was just on a journey of how, what am I going to do, how am I, I, I really want to be a mum, and it was that shift from saying I need to grow a baby, or I need to have a baby that's mine, to mm. actually realising that to become a mother, I didn't need to to grow a baby that I could no. be a mother without that and so um it, it's always interested me the verb to mother and actually what do you know what I mean that whole thing yeah, of, of ownership as well mm-hmm. um and so in the end we I mean we looked into surrogacy we looked into adoption overseas um all sorts of things but I we ended up adopting um from the UK mm-hmm. and yes yeah, so that my daughter is I, we adopted her when she was 17, 18 months old, and she's now 14. So um, she is my absolute joy. Yeah. And I adore her. Um, and she is everything. I mean, I, I feel very, very blessed and very, very grateful. And I have this wonderful ball of amazing energy in my life forever. And I will hold her hand through all her you know, troubles and life stages, certain and... life stages. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it's been wonderful, but there have been real ups and downs and it has, yeah. it's not, it's not easy. And believe me, I know I'm nowhere near the end. <laughs> um, but it's just, I just wanted to write that story. I wanted to say, you know what, there are so many people that have problems having kids. And the trouble is that when you're having kids, most of your friends are getting pregnant you know what I mean it's like it's all the same group and so you can't help but feel really alienated and really alone in the fact that you don't want to you are happy for them your friends but you're also like oh when's it going to happen to me yeah and you made a good point it's the expectation isn't it you grow up you meet the boy you you know you get married you have the kids and something that really sort of gets to me a bit is when people ask about yeah. oh, so when are you having kids yeah. I mean that yeah. that's really sort of you can't you can't just go and ask that that question and, and no. I think obviously it comes naturally to especially to sort of older generations I think mm. um to have that expectation and ask those questions that can actually really hurt your heart yeah um, yeah when you're going through something like that so um you know it, it's a case of having to look after yourself mentally isn't it because you have to be one quite strong to go to go through the the situation but then also to take on you know to make the decision okay we're going to adopt or we're going to do IVF or you know there's a whole other journey and a whole other um sense of strength and um resilience that you need yeah 
I, and I think as well, everyone sort of feels the more you go down a path of it not working out and the more you know, you might share it with somebody, then it feels like everyone else has sort of ownership of, of your story. Like they're all like, so what's happening next? Or, yeah. oh, and especially with adoption, it was very much like people sort of almost think that they can tell you how to parent because the child isn't yours yes. you know sort of thing and it, it was it's just very strange and, and it's all well-meaning but it's yeah. very it's really hard and and I think that you know when you are going through um any sort of fertility problem whether you end up doing IVF and it works when you're in it it is all consuming and it's quite a lonely place to be and it was just I I also think that sometimes it's quite nice to hear I used to I was, I was reading books all the time or hearing stories and it was always like we couldn't get pregnant we couldn't get pregnant we couldn't get pregnant bam and yeah. then we got pregnant and I was like that's great it's really good I'm really really pleased but mm, there was no that. book out there that had actually it didn't work but it did work you know there are other ways and that's there is always light and that you're not, uh, I mean, I, God, I love Angelina Jolie and Madonna, but I have no, I don't identify with them apart from the yeah. fact that I think they're beautiful, amazing, strong women, yeah. but they're not, they don't live my normal life. Do you know what I mean? And there yeah. didn't seem to be anybody around that was just normal. When you go into the adoption community, every, you meet people and you just go, oh my God, you know, but you just don't know. You, I just think there was such a stigma of, well, if you adopt, you have to be like a really good person, like a social worker or mm. very religious. And you know, I mean, I, there was just so much just that I thought, again, yeah, yeah, expectations. And I thought, well, there's nobody that's just normal. And actually, of course there are, but I just wanted to write a story so that people knew that there were normal people out there that could adopt and that their life could be, you know, d fulfilled. different, but fulfilled. Yeah. And one thing that you just said about that, and the first thing I thought is, obviously, this was kind of 15 years ago that you went through uh, your situation. There was a lot less social media out there then. So there was it probably did feel even more lonely. I think it feels like it would still be a very lonely place now. But there are those groups you can find online you know there might be people sharing their story on youtube or instagram and you then suddenly realize oh my god there's so many other women and men relating to what i'm saying and you're able to find that support group online but again yeah. like you said that wasn't around then so it probably felt like you really did need to find another way of talking about it yeah i think you're absolutely right it was like 13 years ago 13 years ago there was nothing. Now I go on Instagram, which is my sort of platform, and the adoption community is huge. The trying to, mm. to conceive community is huge. There is a community for everyone. You know, if you're trying to eat well, you know, keep fit, like there are bubbles of people that you can follow and that sort of help you on your journey. I mean, especially the adoption community. If I'd have had that when I first adopted, I would have it would have been amazing. Yeah. And I just think it's incredible because there was no, you'd have to talk to a friend of a friend of a friend that somebody, oh, somebody I know down the road, um, yeah. her sister adopted. Yeah. And you'd go, would you her. mind if I phoned them? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it was completely different. Whereas now, you know, social media has a lot to answer for, but there is mm. a, a real positive side to it.
Definitely. And I guess for you, like you just said, social media has had to become a huge part of your life um, with the job you're in. And then even more so in lockdown, it's a great way to stay connected to your followers and fans. Um, and I know that when we were looking through your cookbooks and stuff, um, there's a lot around family recipes. And I know you share a lot of those on your, your social channels. So after winning MasterChef back when you did, did you realize that food would suddenly become like a huge part of your career? I, I had no idea. I mean, I have I've always, my family and food is so connected. And my grandparents, both grandmothers were amazing cooks. And my grandparents were so obsessed with food and our family was so obsessed with food that we grew up asking what we were going to have for lunch when we were making breakfast and it was then you know when that. we went yeah and when we went on holiday we'd phone my grandparents when we got back and it was like what did you eat everything yeah was about food and what we were making so I, I luckily grew up in that sort of world but I, I never knew that I would do it as a career and actually winning MasterChef it was there was no competition with anyone else it was just with myself and it was a lovely it was like I suddenly thought do you know what I really want to do this. I, I love acting, but I really would like to do cooking. And I went so and worked went in restaurants. Master, sorry. you. So you went on MasterChef to li literally just because you loved cooking. No, yeah. no other aspirations other than that. I just want to go on MasterChef. Do you know what? I really liked the show. Yeah. And I, it was something I watched and they'd asked me the year before and I said, no way. And then then they when they asked me I had I just thought why not I, I haven't you know I just started working again because I'd taken a year off to have my daughter well, have my daughter um and so you take a, a year off work to you know maternity adoption leave and then um I just started back and so I I'd said yes to lots I'd done a couple of little acting jobs and then MasterChef came up and I thought I'll just be there for a day but I love cooking and I really like the show so I said yes and I thought what the hell have I said yes for and then it changed my life changed my life completely it's a really daunting prospect I know it's a long time ago now but it really fascinates me because the pressure I would feel to, to go I know you're used to being on the you know in front of the camera and everything but that is just it's different, isn't it? It's like Completely. it's a competition. Yeah. It's MasterChef. It's like uh, things wouldn't be the same if MasterChef wasn't on TV, as far as I'm concerned. It should always be on TV. Um, so, yeah, what a, what a challenge. And what a, it's almost like a, a sliding door moment. You ever watch that film where you yeah. sort of make a decision and it changes your path? I mean, um, honestly, I, I think I've never said yes to any of those sort of competitions anything that's competition I hate yeah. I would never do anything that where I had to be voted out from people telephoning phoning in to mm -hmm. vote you out because it would just be hideous and MasterChef the same and I remember thinking the light I'd moved, just moved house and the light was shining in on the kitchen table and my agent just asked me and I just went yeah okay I've never ever said yes to anything like that <laughs> and I don't know why I did and then before I knew it, I was in it and doing it so it is weird. It is absolutely sliding doors. Yeah. And when we, I was talking about you the other day saying, oh, we've got Lisa on the podcast and somebody that I work with said, oh, 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 one of my favourite books, um, is it Recipes from My Mother from my to mother. My Daughter? She said, I 
love that book and actually <laughs> I don't have that so I'm going to get it but she said oh. some of her favorite favorite bakes are from that book oh so that's so lovely I'm sure you get feedback all the time but I just wanted to let you know <laughs> Jeanette because I know she listens as well so she she uh, loves your book oh well that's lovely of her thank you it means a lot to me that book and actually it's 10 years old and they've just said that it's now out of print I think we've actually I sold over a hundred thousand copies of it and so it's done it did really well and mm. so they we're just working out how we get it reprinted or what we do because oh, okay. I get asked all the time I, your first book I really loved it can I get a yeah, copy of it and blah, yeah. blah blah so so we're just trying to sort it out I think there are a few copies left like on eBay and things but I will try and find yeah. we're trying we're in the process of sorting that oh, out brilliant and obviously you've had you know you've had a few books since then um, yeah have, is is there any sort of that really sort of hold your heart that that really, one is it that one because it's yeah. your first and it was well because well, it was it had my whole journey yeah. to like the fact that my mum was such a good cook and my I, my mum died when I was sixteen and my grandparents were such good cooks and our whole life has been about food so whether it was you know I, I mean I I was started life as a model. When I was 16, I wasn't really, you know, food was not interesting to me. But, well, actually, it was interesting to me, but not to the model agencies. So it was just, (laughs) you know, it was just a very different time and going through my life and going through my 20s, being an actress and 30s. It was not until I'd done IVF and like was eating healthily to have children Mm -hmm. that then everything changed and it became not, we've, I've always cooked from scratch, but I suppose I was then thinking, well, I need to eat this or I need to eat more vegetables. I need to get this into my diet. Do you know what I mean? So I think as you get older and you realize what you want and also now, you know, approaching 50, I'm like, I just want to keep young and health. I want to keep as young and healthy as possible. So I suppose your journey completely mm-hmm. changes. But yeah, but recipes from my mother was my, is my, it's my heart. It's literally yeah. like my baby. That's lovely. That's and really you, nice. um, yeah, it really is. And you just said, obviously, you're approaching 50. Would never have known. You look <laughs> incredible. Um, how how do you feel about that? I know that milestones like that can feel quite daunting for people. Um, but I don't know. I'm getting the impression you're kind of taking it in your stride and, uh, you know, owning it. Oh, no? oh. Oh. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right now I can say I'm 48, so I've got two years till yeah. I'm yeah. 50. Whereas on Friday... I turn 49. So it's, it's, um, we'll ask you next week. <laughs> yeah, ask me next week. By the time I or do, you're, you're, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, um, it's my, lots of my friends are, are turning 50 yeah. b- just before me. And then I've got some friends that obviously are, are younger than me. It's, it's a terrifying prospect. I don't, I don't know why. I don't, I, it's a funny thing, isn't it, age? Because I don't feel any different to 35. I'd say 34, 35, and I'm really so happy and most of the time, um, you know, but I just (laughs) I just want to I think there comes a point where you do stuff just for you. You want to stay alive for your children and as healthy and young for your children. Do you know what I mean? I want to keep active. And I suppose that's why yoga, I think, is so brilliant, because it just keeps you moving and moving, all your joints flexible, working and flex yeah. and flexibility and much more than anything else yeah and strength flexibility and, and strength, strength. Yes. yeah yeah i think we were just 
well, we always talk about this, but life stages and how your views on health change from when you're younger. Like you're saying, you know, you're modelling, you, you know, you're, you're, you had a different view on food or the people who worked around you did. Um, and then you get to, you hit 40 and Lily, obviously Lily can't comment on this. You're very lovely, no. uh, <laughs> but I can. Um, I thought I turned 45 the other day. I'm 44. But it was um, it was so that was a good thing. Yeah, you're wishing <laughs> it away. Um, and you do your your views on health change completely. You worry a bit more, um, or you you worry whereas you didn't before necessarily. Um, and you want to be healthy for your kids, and you want to be around for a long time. And isn't it funny how forty kicked that off for me? Because yeah. I feel like it's like you're half halfway that sounds awful yeah no I know that's where the whole like midlife crisis comes from and you know you make you change things in your life you make decisions that are game changers you you know you start reassessing don't you yeah Um, I mean believe me though 40 is so young and I'd do anything to be back at 40 (laughs) (laughs) yeah me too now it's now like oh god um but I think as well it's I never want to be I, I want to always I I think you suddenly feel grateful for your body Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean I'm not I've never been one of those people that has ever gone to the gym and loved the gym I've hated the gym it's not me I need to do stuff that makes me feel like I'm not like I can walk and I'm keeping healthy and keeping fit but I'm not suddenly I can't I need things that are sustainable so and enjoyable and Mm -hmm. I will always love walking and I will always like doing yoga so those are my two things that I've thought well as long as I am keeping you know I'm doing my my own body weight you know using my own body for strength in yoga doing stuff that I know I'm keeping fit keeping flexible knowing that I will feel all right when I can get into bikini or a swimming costume again in the sun in the summer do you know what I mean it's just about and actually thanking my body now for looking all right and you know looking after it because it's looked after me for you know 48 years eight and a half nine years (laughs) (laughs) and you talked about um food at the beginning and throughout this and it sounds as though even though it is your job um you are now married to someone where it's their job um you still very much enjoy it is there an element where when you're working together on it living together on it does it become competitive between you and john is there ever any moments when you're like oh i just really can't be bothered to cook dinner tonight like how how do you separate the two i guess um i think we i there's never competition ever with us i mean john's a trained chef and i'm a home cook um but he loves these little tips or things that shortcuts that i do and he's like I'd never have thought of that. Or he'd just never have used stuff that I use. Yeah, so it's a completely different thing. Um, But I have so much respect for him. I love watching him cook and we cook together. It's just a nice thing to do. We really like it, whether Mm. we're on telly or not. It's just like, you know, people come over. Well, they did in the olden days. um, Came (laughs) over to our house and they'd go, God, it's just like watching you on telly. But we just cook and chat. Do you know what I mean? Um, But I have to say, during lockdown, I don't know anyone who hasn't got to the point where it's like another dinner or, you know, you're making breakfast, lunch and dinner for the homeschooling 
debacle. Mm. And it's like, by the end of the day, I'm like, really? I've got to think of something else and I'm making up recipes for my for books or for, for my work. And just, I find it really, really, I get to the point where I'm like, I just want someone else to cook. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or a fish finger sandwich is, you know, is my joy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that your your uh, your thing that you turn to the fish finger sandwich? A fish finger sandwich is is always like a good a good thing. You know, when you can't think of anything else, then you yeah, know absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, we've we've got more deliveries happening at the moment because I just can't even deal no. with the the cooking. Say on a Friday, once I've finished work, I just I just want somebody to turn up at the door and give me food. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a shame in one way, isn't it? But in another way, we've actually, I'm pleased that we're supporting small businesses. Uh, and Totally. You know, and actually seeing more of those businesses come to life is brilliant. Yeah. Love that. I know. I just think they, they, you know, restaurants have had it so hard. Our mm. industry, um, restaurant industry, the acting industry, just yeah. has been hit so hard. You know, so many industries. I'm not... You know, before anyone gets all cross with me but um but I just think especially when you look at food and beverages it's just a nightmare so any small restaurants that we can support we do as much as possible just get a delivery and you know enjoy the fact that somebody else has cooked for us for a change I wonder how they feel when they they drop off that delivery and and one of you guys open the door I don't think they mind. I think somebody we had this um, lasagna man the other day that came to the door, and we it's like they're a little business that comes from a restaurant near us. Mm-hmm. And um, and John answered the door in his pajamas, and the guy went, "Oh, it's you!" <laughs> <laughs> Just when you so, don't want ah! to be recognised. Yeah, it's so funny. And it's so, so true what you said. I don't think. It's only now you've said that you realise how much you do break up the routine of your food, whether it is grabbing a a coffee and a pastry en route to work or, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to grab lunch with a friend. It it does mean that you're not having all three meals at home made by yourself. And it's made me now feel a bit better maybe that I have lost motivation to do that every day, especially to try and I'm always about got to have something different for breakfast every day so you don't get bored but yeah there's only so many ways you can do toast and pancakes and yeah. whatever else isn't Porridge. there so Porridge. yeah exactly um so I think that's good for our listeners to hear that from you as well that you yeah. know it, it has got to that point um do you kind of meal plan and track the food you eat or do you kind of go with the flow how does it work with you in your house um I always have the best intentions of meal planning. Um, A, because I get a cardo delivery. So I'm like, if I've got my supermarket delivery, we don't have to go to a supermarket. So we're trying as much as possible to stay home and stay yeah. safe and all of yeah. that. Um, so I do try and plan. But I think I've got to the point like everyone else where you just go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the kids said the other day, really, are we really going to have um, nachos and uh wraps again and i was like you know we use you know do chili nachos or vegan chili nachos or load of um, you know whatever (laughs) yeah god tofu crispy tofu tacos um but by the end of it everyone's like we just don't want any more tacos we don't want this we don't want that um but i am trying to come up with new things um and i do try a meal plan because it also saves time and it saves money because then I'm not you know 
not just going, oh, God, I need to go and pick up this or get that. So um, I do try as much as possible to do that. And food waste, we've we've talked yeah. about a lot in the podcast is, you know, if you do plan it out, at least, you know, you're not going to have a rogue broccoli at the back of the fridge kind of going off and things well, like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's the one thing that's been good about lockdown is the fact that because we've been here, we've not wasted anything. We've then yeah. the next day had leftovers, used mm. old veggies for soups. That's what um, we do, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's actually been much better on our well, financially and on the on the food waste, which usually like there is always like something that you've left that you think, oh, we'll have it for lunch the next day. And then you get to go out and you don't have lunch. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So so actually staying in has meant that we've eaten pretty much everything. Yeah, that's good. And you said tacos is, you know, something you, you turn to. Is there any other family favourites? Um, I think tacos are the big family crowd pleaser or like mm-hmm. a slow cooked chili that then we can yeah. make into other stuff, you know, yeah. so that goes down well. Um, and the kids are so bored of a roast, but I love a roast. And then yeah, we, we always do. make a big soup with the stock and, you know, it's just, it's quite nice. We had John and I, we'd had roast for Valentine's day. And so then we had roast beef sandwiches last night as our dinner. And actually it was really lovely. You know, you just think yeah, that's nice. sometimes you just, it's just small things. He said with the rest of it today, he'll make an Asian beef salad when we get home. So, you know, it's Yum. just, yeah, we're just trying to eat, eat health, eat well, I think. We don't, yeah. we don't worry too much about anything else. It's just about eating well and Balanced. eating to be happy because at the moment that's the only thing there is. So, you know, you're trying to eat to be happy too. Yeah. So it's a good theme that's run through this actually. So it's enjoyment, enjoyment yeah. from your food, yeah. enjoyment from your life, from your fitness. Um, with, Time with the um, family. Enjoyment yeah. with family. Yeah, very, very important. Um, and, you know, it's good to keep that in the forefront of your mind. Yeah, I think that also we are, hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel. But I did say the other day, I feel like I've had an extra year of my daughter that I probably, you know, that that teenage time when they're leaving you, actually, Actually, I've had an extra year. And so I'm really quite grateful for that. And to have just been with our family, we feel like we have, you know, we've been so close and not always good, really not always good. And people have had to walk out and slam doors and whatever. Which is normal. It, yeah, exactly. But I think it's been quite amazing because you just become so close, don't you? Which is you a lovely do. thing. Yeah, and yeah. I think you you find this new appreciation for each other because you actually because you're spending more time together, you sort of start to understand each other a, a bit more. And when you're when you're busy and out there, and you know when you know yeah. back in the old days, like we like you said, and you're here, there, all over the place, you don't take that time to actually understand no you know exactly exactly yeah no I found myself and maybe this isn't a a positive but I see it as it I'm analyzing how people talk how people you know communicate with me or with other people and I've become so much more aware of like how you then react to that respond to that it's almost given us time to think before we speak. I know that sounds crazy, but when you are on a train trying to talk to someone at the same time, answer your emails, like you just don't think. And that is what can often cause problems, right? Whereas Absolutely. we've all had a bit more time. I know maybe some might say too much time with people, but it, it has helped in that way. And I think it's really good that you kind of have wrapped this up by ending with 
things you're grateful for and I think gratitude is a massive thing that we've talked about on this podcast week in week out um and especially through lockdown just finding those things that you're grateful for writing them down at the end of the day um so that you you feel like something's being accomplished um and and clearly that is something you practice whether you mean to or not which is great yeah absolutely it's it's being grateful I think that's what it's taught me (laughs) definitely oh well thank you so much thank lisa you. it's been such a lovely conversation and i think you've definitely um said a lot that so many of our listeners will relate to and yeah. want to just kind of be like oh my god i, I totally want to talk to her about this because i feel <laughs> the same um so thank you so much for oh, your time thank you for anyone that uh isn't already following you on social media where can they find you and all your yummy recipes um on lisa faulkner cooks on instagram that's where you find find me always great amazing well thanks so much thank you to everyone listening and have a lovely week thank you thank you bye bye